So hello you guys, it's a lovely Saturday morning actually, it's been pretty windy in Belfast in general recently, um, but this morning just seems really nice outside, which is quite good because it's my last, um, probably last longer session I suppose you could say in the build up, and by long I guess we're talking like over t- 10 miles, um, you know next week I still think I do like 10 miles of like in out miles um in out miles is a pace slightly quicker than marathon pace and then you back off to a pace slower um today is a bit different than that um and i'm, I'm gonna try to do this podcast in two parts so um i'll do like a a pre um and some of the things i might be thinking about pre-session and then obviously post and and hopefully we you know meet somewhere in the middle and um have a pretty decent podcast so you know recently things um i guess haven't been easy um i mean life rarely is easy for anybody even even if it should be it's it's interesting if you if you wrote in a notepad when you when you started your day if you wrote in a notepad um what you have to do that day and you know on a scale of one to ten how difficult is it um and then if you wrote the challenges that you know came that day um and then how you let them affect your day so um i woke up yesterday morning for example um and on a scale of one to ten of how difficult the day it was going to be it was you know a couple of runs seven seven mile in the morning six or seven mile in the evening nothing strenuous no intensity in those runs you know just easy runs and so on a, on a scale of one to ten you're looking at that being a just a pretty easy day um but then you you wake up to a you know a text message from the psni officer that you know was looking after the verbal assault case side of things and um you know the the scam and the fraud and the guy that you know still you know has my money um and and you wake up to that and and you're getting a text that says um have you got your refund yet um just to let you know i need to file a communication violation that caused anxiety and so basically nowadays if someone steals from you um like commits fraud i i believed it was fraud because it was the wrong house um i'm sure this gentleman has his own ideas but look the the wrong house was trying to be rented to me someone was living in the house 23 xxx and i knock on that door because i had an under armor parcel delivered to that door and a gentleman gives me the parcel i was basically being rented a underground storage unit which is madness not the property anyway Basically, if you call a spade a spade, I might have messaged something along the lines of thief and the bad word that begins with C and ends in T. Um, Thieving something. And basically nowadays, if you call a spade a spade, so basically if you get scammed and then you call the scammer, you know, names via WhatsApp or text, you're, you're liable to you know, to be prosecuted. So, as you can tell with everything that's been going on, 
Um, I tweeted about it yesterday. You know, you've just came off an Olympics. You you probably want life to be quite simple. The Olympics for me was a was a disappointment on many levels. Um, it was a disappointment just in the way we were hurled around like cattle. Um, not allowed near the public. Had to stay in the hotel rooms. Um, and then to go and race and race poorly. It was probably just two weeks of my life. The the first ten days was actually brilliant in the holding camp. Um, brilliant place, brilliant spot. Team Ireland did an amazing job to get us um, that kind of setup, um, and and that's probably you know way better setup than any other team had, and that was truly amazing. Um, but after that, it just felt like you were you know you were being herded to a start line like cattle. Um, and so that, and then, and you come off that, and and you know, then you're. I decide to come off the medication, which, let's be honest, like there's a there's a bug inside me or a chip. Maybe it's a chip on the shoulder type idea that um, that the medication probably neutered down a bit, calmed down. But the problem with calming that down is that that was the part of me that. Um, just let me have a drink. I need to hydrate a wee bit here. I'm being a bit useless. That was the part of me that um, basically used to finish a session during lockdown. I'd go, this is this is no joke, I'd go and do six mile around the park, tempo run, an average, something ridiculous, 445, 450, whatever. Um, and then I'd come back and I'd be sitting on the couch and I'd shower, and I'd be like, fuck, I might just jump on the bike, and that, that was for nothing, that wasn't even for races, that was just, there was no races, that was just lockdown, and I had this little thing, or idea, or call it whatever the fuck you want, it used to just push me, and drive me, make me want to train more, made me want to work harder, and that's, that's a really great thing to have, but there's times in life where that, whatever the fuck you want to call it, if you have a chip on your shoulder, it means basically you've got an ego and your ego can either push you to, to train harder and, and push you to be bolder and push you to be more confident and, and all these things. But your ego can also, in situations like the, the situation with the Airbnb guy and the fraud, um or a situation with a friend or a or a you know a partner and and then your ego and your chip can start to get you in trouble that person should not speak to me like that why is that person treating me like that why why are they doing this to me why is the world against me all that kind of behavior and then what ends up happening is your defensive chip on your shoulder bug whatever the fuck you want to call it like people could say that the book chip management your chimp Basically, when that moves into defensive, um, a defensive nature, and and it starts to get all defensive, and you start to think people are trying to like cheat you, and and, and you don't deserve that sort of treatment, and most of the time, um, it's not real, but those feelings can feel real, and so you can feel really hard done by, you can feel really sad, you can feel really upset, but most of the time, like for example. The, the second time, the day that I basically verbally assaulted this character um, and like I I was listening to him um, with his friend, he's laughing, you know, he's, he's telling his friend, take your time, you know, checking the dampness of the property, Stephen's paying and 
and just probably doing whatever he could. I mean, he ends up filming this whole situation, so he's probably doing whatever he can to wind me up, I suppose you could say. And things happen, and I, I say things that, you know, you should never say. It was I was rude. Um, I tried to act ridiculous the way he was acting ridiculous, and I, I stooped, I suppose you could say, to that level. Um, and I go home, and I decide I'm not annoyed so much about the money. I'm I'm just annoyed that I've let this rattle me and I've let this bother me. And I said, Stephen, if you if you take a step back, you don't really fucking care about money. You don't really you can still book another house, which is great. The the main things we should care about in life is shelter, food, love, and happiness, right? There, there's probably other things too, but water, food, shelter, you know, love and happiness. Does it? Does it matter if your bank balance sits four grand higher than what it did the year before or the day before? Sorry, if that means you can't make rent, etc., etc., I understand that. That money had not put me in that position, so I was thinking to myself, why, why am I letting this bother me so much? And so I made the decision there and then, I'm not going to let this bother me anymore. And it's the same with love and relationships, and you know, you you can feel neglected, you can feel like your other half isn't putting in the same effort that you are and and all these kind of things right but then if you take a step back and you say to yourself do i need all that affection all the time do i need all that attention all the time normally the answer is no and actually what's eating you up inside is this defensive ego i will not be treated like this i will not be ignored i deserve attention and you're not really asking yourself do i need attention you know, do I need more affection? Do I need more of this? It's, life should be more about um, our needs versus desires, wants, pleasure, right? And for happiness and true happiness, it has to just come from within you. Like it's so cliche, but you have to derive your own happiness. You have to create your own happiness. And then other people can add to that. And you can choose who you want to have in your life to add to that happiness. And and you can choose who you don't. And so, look, it's been a fucking shitty old couple of weeks. And a lot of the stress and anxiety is, is you know, it's coming from me. Like, I, I'm fucking creating it. I'm, I'm sending an email to, you know, my management company that's like, suggesting certain things and and that's creating issues you're you're back and forth with this airbnb guy and that's causing stress and you're arguing with the other half and and that's causing stress and you have a choice to just put it all down you can set it all down you know it's like it's kind of like this is a really silly way to explain it but it's like you've just gone shopping and you can either try to pick everything up in one go and balance things and you know, don't be surprised if halfway to the house you drop it all and you're stressed and everything's manic. Or you can just, you know, do it one piece at a time. And and sometimes there's no rush. And if you're all go, go, go and you want to sort everything now and you need everything cleansed now, sometimes that's what leads to the stress. So my goal above all else for the next two weeks is to just calm everything down. You know, the, the training has been great. And that's 
that's really something that I'm quite excited about. The training's been really, really good. Um, and so that at least bodes well for, you know, a good result at Boston. Um, I've, I've trained really well. I've trained really hard. Um, but the two don't work together. You need you need the brain on your side. So I need the emotions to just calm down. Um, a lot's happened. You know, I, I, I openly said this. I've literally fallen out with like... <sighs> A lot of it revolves around the same Airbnb thing happens, the fraud case, I'm in a shitty mood, I'm arguing with Airbnb landlord, I'm arguing with other half, you know, best friend gets involved and it just spirals and next thing you know, you're, to be truthfully honest, next thing you know, you're, you know, you've, you've broken up with the other half, you've lost two of your close friends or, you know, at least for now, two of your really close friends or like a fart in the wind, gone. Um, you've lost your management. Um, oh, it's been chaos. Um, and I and I I read about the difficulties of coming off the likes of this medication and and how it can throw things. Mental health is not visible, and so we would assume this is. I'm going to say something, right? We would assume people use mental health as an excuse. And because it's not visible, who's to say that you are or you aren't? Or oh, my head told me that. My head was going mad that day. I had really bad anxiety and I'm sorry I, I responded that way, right? Who Who's to say that we're lying? But remember, not all physical injuries are visible. Hamstring, quad, calf. I've got a sore calf. Do you? Some people will lie and make excuses whether it's physical or mental, that's the that's the world we live in. People lie for claims. Oh, my neck. Oh, my back, etc., etc. Right? Other people will use mental health as an excuse, as a as a means to justify their behavior, and that's fine. But it's up to you to decide to what extent you're allowing your psychology to to fuck with daily life, basically. You know, and and. <sighs> If you don't treat yourself like you have, you have to accept you have mental health concerns, right? It's not visible. Who's to know what? Who's to know what part of the last four or five weeks had anything to do with coming off the medication? It could have had everything to do with it. It could have had part to do with it. But that's irrelevant, right? You have to hold yourself to a certain standard every day. You wake up, you decide what standard you're going to live that day. If you decide that. If you've watched the show Afterlife, if you've decided that that day you just don't give a fuck, you'll be rude to people, you'll you'll you know, you'll say it, you'll tell it how it is, whether it upsets people or it doesn't, you'll speak how you want to, whether it upsets people or you won't, and you, you you live your life that way. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. You know, everyone can understand in afterlife why he behaves like that. But you just have to make a choice that you will live whatever way you think, you know, is the is the best way to live and um I, I've, I've actually, this is mental, I've actually started reading um, books about like Buddhism and, and Art of Happiness, actually the book's called right now, and um, I think just starting to discover what happiness really is and, and how it's achieved. My fear is that I use running to generate happiness, and everyone's fear should be the same, that's listening and runs. Um, running can't provide happiness forever 
whether it's the big marathon days of course you can change the you can change which days bring you happiness it doesn't have to be the big marathon days it doesn't have to be big personal best etc etc you can obviously change your perspective which is easy to do and that's what people do is they get a bit older or you know they get injuries or blah 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 and they take time off and they make a comeback but but actually running shouldn't be what makes you happy what makes you happy should be probably the type of person you are and how you are and how you behave and and how you treat other people and how many people if you were listening to this podcast and you could put your hand up right now lives their life whereby if somebody hurts you physically or emotionally you instantly want to hurt that person back right and not everyone will put their hand up my hands up because that's me my hands literally fucking in the air towards this guy because if someone's rude to me or you know someone comes and tries to attack me um my ego goes bucked off and goes fucking hit him back or it says you know i might not even see myself doing it but in the manner that i'll text or whatsapp or whatever it might be it might be to make that person feel bad that they've upset you right and so they've upset you and and it, sometimes they upset you and they don't even mean to upset you they're just being themselves right and everyone has to understand that some people will upset you just by being themselves they had no intent to upset you but when you message back and you try to make them feel bad or guilty or upset that's you trying to fuck with their psychology right and i think where the happiness comes from is when you can stop doing that and when you get to a place where Basically, you don't let what other people say and what other people do bother you in the same way. Nothing When things don't bother you and there's a content and a calmness and a relaxed state within, I think that's when you're happy. And then, don't get me wrong, you can be happier on a run um, or you can be less happy if the run doesn't go as well. But I think the happiness has to come from you first inside you a contentness with you as a person a contentness with how you behave in life a contentness with how you carry yourself a contentness with what you think about yourself and this goes way beyond physical appearance um ability this just comes down to you know when it comes down to it are you are you a pretty good person and it's mad that my podcast started so many years ago. And the first thing I said was to be a better runner, you'd need to take the trash out. I think that's one of the first things I fucking said. And I said, if you're just handling the little things, you know, it'll lead to big improvements. And I think that is what leads to happiness. Even something like that. I'm going to take that trash out because someone has to do it. Sorry, rubbish. That trash can. Sorry about that. That rubbish bin. I'm going to take the rubbish bin out because it's going to save either my kids doing it, my wife doing it, my mum doing it, my dad doing it. I'm just going to do it because it's the right thing to do. And I think when you're doing the right thing, you can't always do the right thing. and You can't beat yourself up when you're, when you're not doing the right thing. And it takes time to change your own psychology and it takes time to adjust to this new way of living. But I've decided I'm going to be the calmest person in the world. And you know, it's really helped me. I did a 15 mile... It's a pretty solid run on Wednesday. I'd done 20 mile on Sunday at 5.15. And then on Wednesday, I did 15. And the first five were 5.10. And then I dropped it down to sub five. And even though that seems amazing, I was carrying a right glute injury. And so 
psychologically it was fucking with me and every time i stopped and had ricky take my blood lactates or whatever i'm like self-massaging this right glute and like really having to get stuck into it to get going again and i just let the day bother me a bit and then i was like steven you're the calmest person in the world what are you so afraid of that you'll slow down all that mattered was that i got the effort in it didn't the speed wasn't really important you know i'm running 14 to 22 miles a day like what well, <laughs> you think you're going to be super quick around the park and that's what you have to look at you're also letting a device like a garmin dictate your happiness based on its probability of being correct which you know let's be honest it's not accurate whether we all want our although sorry you the listener right now your garment's accurate but mine isn't or you know you looking at your mate thinking no no your garment's not accurate but mine is and then when you get a new garment your new garment's accurate but your old one wasn't because they're going to change mental anyway that's the life we live in we allow these things to fucking bother us and and upset us and but look i i do need to start getting ready to go today's a tough one and i'm gonna run to the park um i'm gonna do five times two minutes um i'll probably around about 440 pace um and then i'm gonna do a four mile at marathon effort and then i have to do six times 90 seconds and then i have three mile at marathon effort and then i have eight times 60 seconds a bit faster and then i have three mile at marathon effort and it's probably going to be a pretty long morning it could be north of 15 16 miles um but what i'm going to do is not put any pressure on the recoveries normally i you know keep the recoveries fairly honest and what that tends to do is um it it basically um it just allows the the average pace to look fancier on strava but i think what i'll do today is just relax on the recoveries because we are getting closer to basically this is this is what i wanted to talk about today actually and i haven't even fucking mentioned it i wanted to say don't be afraid of your fitness you can get to a point where your fitness gets pretty good and you fear that fitness so what you do is you you start to tweak training change the plan in ways to almost go on the defense a bit like a football team would do when you're like four nil up but remember that remember that within certain sessions you can change so many variables you can add recovery you can slow the recovery speed down you can slow the speed of the session down sometimes you don't have to rip it up in completely you don't have to just because you're a bit afraid or you've got a bit of a niggle or something's going on you don't have to rip the session up and change it entirely sometimes you can just either take little bits away or like i'm doing you can just take a little basically i could go to the park today and do the two minute reps at 440 okay in fact let me let me tell you this way i could do the two minute reps at 440 and then i could back off to like seven minute pace or i could actually do the minute reps at 455 and on the recovery run at 530 and my average pace on strava would be way faster but it doesn't make it a better session right and so what you're trying to do is achieve what you want to achieve from today and that's the two minute reps around 440 the 90 second reps in the 430s you know the 60 second reps maybe even in the 420s okay 
and then four, seven, ten mile around about five minute pace. Okay, and that that adds up to probably twelve mile volume. Ten minutes, a bit more than that, maybe thirteen to fourteen mile of volume, all around five minutes or under, and that's the goal. What you do with the recoveries and how long you take and and how quick you run on those recoveries really is up to how you feel. But if you're doing it just to keep the average pace looking fancy, you know, there's a time and place for that. Wednesday was maybe the time and place for that. Last week was maybe the time and place for that when I had some longer sessions. Two weeks to go, 16 days to go is not the time and place to be worried about what the fucking average pace looks like. Let me tell you that. Anyway, I'm going to pause this, hopefully, and then I hope... I'm trying to use my face ID, which is why you won't be able to hear me as good. Oh, goodness gracious me, we're 24 minutes already. Okay, I'm pausing it, and hopefully I can come back to it after.